Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Parsons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craighead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? It's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. Oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Louis Simon. What it's kind like, of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. This is me to burn. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I yes, truly can't you. tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Persons Radio, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith. We are here uh, with you until 11 a.m. this morning, so do not touch that dial and keep it right where it is. Keep that web player open, that tab open on Safari all day long, because after us, we are followed at 11 o'clock by Points of Order, the great sports talk show, and then at noon by the Brooklyn Conversation, and then at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule. We've got comedy right now. We've got sports in a little bit. We've got the Brooklyn conversation after that, and we've got politics at 1 o'clock, so every base is covered. Uh, Keep it right here as you go about your day. And if you want to know how you can support the station in any way that you can, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to find out how you can get involved. And if you want to sponsor this show in particular, which helps us keep the administrative costs down, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR and click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. And in the meantime, if you just want to learn more about what we're doing here and all the stuff that we have got going on and coming up, you can also go to radiofreebrooklyn.com and sign up for our newsletter, our monthly newsletter delivered straight to your inbox 
tells us all kinds of stuff, like uh, exciting guests we got going on, exciting shows coming up, some live shows. Uh, uh, the station now does two regular live shows in uh, in New York City. The first is the, the series at The Well. Uh, Thursdays at The Well is what we're calling it, and it's just uh, bands that we know and who are, who are based in New York who we really like. And that's uh, that's in the uh, Bushwick neighborhood of Brooklyn, where the studio is also located. And that's also the uh, uh, the monthly series at the Footlight Bar in Ridgewood, which are neighbors to the north. Uh, that's the last Monday of every month. We uh, the, 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 the hosts get together and, and get get a little show together at the Footlight in Ridgewood. And it's always a fun time. I've done one. Dr. Lisa, uh, no stranger to the listeners of this program. She's done a bunch there as well. Uh, so the best way to find out when those are happening is to sign up for the newsletter at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Now, my guest today is the journalist and writer currently serving as the resident web culture reporter at Mashable.com. Please welcome Chloe Bryan. Hello. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. How's the morning been for you so far? The morning has been great. Um, I took an Uber pool here with someone who was going to get breakfast. Nice. And I just thought about that the whole time I was here to... <laughs> A place where there is not breakfast. There's not no that breakfast. that's bad. No, no, no. It's not bad to not have breakfast here. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought you were trying to start a fight with me right away. Yeah, let's box. <laughs> <laughs> that would be if there was some kind of like physical contest to this show every week. <laughs> like you've got like a balance beam <laughs> or something. Would that be good radio, you, you think? Could, you could fit a small, just... Just audio balance yeah. beam. Yeah, audio of like bare feet on a balance beam. The next Summer Olympics will just be the sounds of someone yeah. lightly flipping on a balance beam. <laughs> yeah. A gorgeous experience. The radio broadcast of <laughs> Summer Olympics. You've been doing a lot of Winter Olympics coverage uh, at Mashable, yes? Yes. How's that been going? It was good. I mostly, um, I mostly kind of backed myself into a corner where I was only writing about shipping uh thigh dancing pair Scott Moyer and Tessa Virtue okay um who are they're Canadian mm -hmm. they are the best in the world and despite them saying very frequently that they're not dating they're just professional partners they're like clearly in love and they're yes. like clearly doing it so <laughs> that's always been very obvious to me and obvious to a lot of other people yeah so um I'm not saying I'm like obsessed with it but I don't know. There are people who write fan fiction about them. I'm not on that level, but I did like look on. They have a subreddit. Oh, my God. And I went and looked at, on there and it's just like a six page long fanfic about like when Scott and Tessa have kids inevitably <laughs> like after they retire from ice dancing and they oh like move God. to the Canadian burbs. And <laughs> oh, man, it's great. That sounds very good. <laughs> a beautiful online community. I think we might do one where we just do a dramatic reading of that, uh, of that <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> on, on the show. For the full hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might, if it's that long, it might take two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a special. Yeah, you should yeah. do it. But there was some, there was some like beautiful, I, the one I saw was like, they finished their, their dance and then there's, there's like a, a close embrace and they just like, oh just like yeah. Look up and shoot. There's a, there's yeah. a gif of that. Yes. yes. It was like, um, they, they finished their program, which was flawless as it uh -huh. always is. And so, the, the program has ended. Mm -hmm. There is no more judging. Like, they can't get any more style points. Everything is over. So, like, they're just people now mm -hmm. on the ice. And Scott, like, 
he like trailed his finger like down the side of her neck and like oh. go across her shoulder and she looked like absolutely thrilled. No one is scoring them on this. I just I saw someone tweeted about it and was like, yes, I love a platonic moment between two <laughs> friends. And then someone I someone replied to it. And was like, I think this is the sexiest image I've ever seen in my uh-huh. life. And I, I saw that tweet and I was like, oh, my God, they're right. <laughs> I think there's definitely a like very there's a very sexual quality to the ice dancing, especially it's the oh, yeah. sexiest Olympic sport. There, There is one pair that the American ice dancers are uh-huh. brother and sister. Yeah. And so they have to like really their their routines look so much different than everyone else's because they really have to like navigate some shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, we all saw Blades of Glory, you know. We all saw it. <laughs> Each one of us saw <laughs> Blades of Glory. A more obscure Will Ferrell <laughs> uh, movie. There, he ha- You know what's interesting about Will Ferrell is that he really has not slowed down at all in his, like, schedule, his, like, production schedule of movies. I feel like he's in things constantly still. What's he in now? And yet, well, he was just in the one with Amy Poehler where they, like, run a casino in their home to, like, get extra... What? Extra money. What is this movie? I have called? not heard Hold of on. this. Will Ferrell. It seems like it would be casino movie. Will Ferrell casino <laughs> movie. A quick Google. The house. It was called. Oh, I've never it came heard out of that movie. right at the end of that. Well, see, this is this is the thing. Is like he's still doing all these movies. No one is talking about them. Well, there are no Blades of Glory. That's, <laughs> That's clear right. from the outset. That's right. Well, Blades of Glory, of course, had John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. There was a great meeting of comedic minds. Remember the six months of John Heater? I really do. Well, he was. <laughs> it was just like, oh, we got this huge star now. Yeah, and he was in like one other movie and then something happened. I don't know. Maybe he chose to... Yeah. Retire. I love Napoleon Dynamite. Me too. That's I, like that's like a problematic favorite of mine. Is I it, love it. Is it problematic? No, I guess it's not problematic in the way that people usually Use say that the word, word to yeah, describe yeah. favorites, but it's just like I feel like a lot of people just think it's bad. Sure. And I think it's instead so good. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. I love when he's um when Kip asks him to to pull him into town and uh-huh. he pulls him on his rollerblades. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, like, well, this happens with, like, Spongebob quotes, too, when I'll, like, say something from Spongebob or from Napoleon mm-hmm. Dynamite, like, out of context. And there are certain quotes that you know you're taking, like, a pretty big risk with. Sure. Like, if I say, like, do you think you can pull me into town <laughs> to someone and uh-huh. they don't get it, it's like I, I've taken a huge risk. But And, yeah, it's a swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is surprising because Napoleon Dynamite was everywhere for that summer after it came out. Yes. Like, you could not escape, which is probably why people have that reaction now of just, like, cooler than, because when it's something that's like that, it hits that large. That's true. There's it, always it that, that. Yeah, yeah, it did. It peaked. But it's so good. But now, now we've got it forever. Now it's like it's coming back around, mm-hmm. though. Now I feel yeah. like if if we could apply the same rules that we apply to fashion to Napoleon Dynamite, which we absolutely can, <laughs> it should be due for a renaissance next Next year, I checked my watch. I was just going to say for the listeners at home, uh, <laughs> Chloe just looked at an invisible watch. <laughs> they should do a Criterion Collection edition of. Oh my Dynamite. god! Could you imagine one of these like stately, artful covers, and it's like next to like three women or some Robert Altman movie at the, <laughs> at the Barnes and Noble. They would have to cut like a group trailer for all the new releases, and the clips would have to be next to each other. There's no way around it. Oh, man, I have to look since this show is about uh, uh, me not being cool. I'll just cop to the fact that I subscribe to the Criterion Collections newsletter and every month 
Every month they send an email that's like announcing our May 2018 releases. And I open that thing with such anticipation. I'm like, is this, are we finally going to get the apartment? Oh my God. <laughs> We're finally going to get the apartment on Criterion Blu-ray. This is, I mean, I, I have to work on a newsletter at work sometimes. Mm. And this is like, what you're saying is the, the newsletter compiler's dream. Right. That you yeah. you click the newsletter with excitement to see what's inside. <laughs> like yes. a thrilling thing you've just said. We found the one. It's just a thing I can buy. <laughs> By the way, I should mention that our number is 904-351-0729. If you want to call in, that's 904-351-0729. Sometimes we wait a little while in the show to open the phone lines up, but they are open right away now. So get those calls in at 904-351-0729. Now, Chloe. Yes. You are a web culture reporter at Mashable. That is true. You wrote recently... Okay. Oh, well, I'm not going to take you to task. I guess <laughs> I, I guess my tone did kind of sound hostile. It's, it sounded like an interrogation. <laughs> yeah. You wrote a, a, a thing recently called Email Sign-Offs Ranked. Yes. I love this list. Thank you. So much. Number one, I'm just going to give it away right away, mm-hmm. is all the best. Yes. Number one is all the best. I agree. You I agree do? With you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I do all the best. All the best is my go-to, like, Especially if I don't know someone yes. very well, uh, it is it's it, it's better than just best. Best sounds rushed to me. I know? agree. All the best is like I mean this. It yes, it seems to me very sincere mm-hmm. and it's earnest, but there's no exclamation point. Yes, I feel that if you want to use an exclamation point in your email sign off, you need to have a well documented history of, of earnestness with your recipient, mm-hmm. or else you just seem insincere yeah yeah you i really i really this a lot no i look i'm i'm in this 100 uh with you i you know anybody who has a desk job has to send a lot of these emails and is mm-hmm. this do you know what this is something people are confronting every day of their life yeah this is a real american <laughs> issue yeah email anxiety yeah i mean i i think uh, uh i tend to my my sort of uh, fatal flaw uh for emails is i use a lot of exclamation points Yes, mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, I I have started to go back through after I write one and try to take one out. Yeah, because I read that on. I don't know. I don't want to say it's goop. It might be goop. <laughs> I feel that I have to be honest with you, but but I think I do think women are kind of expected to to have a different tone when they write emails mm. than men are. Yeah. And so I don't like when I use a lot of exclamation points. I feel like it is interpreted in. A different way mm-hmm. so i i don't know i try yeah. to keep it business I like yeah to keep it business. yeah me too me too i think the exclamation points like you said it's like if you if it's someone you know like if you're emailing your boss like who sits close to you you see him all the time mm-hmm. then it, it's it's a different thing it's yeah. a little more informal yes you know uh the one the one of these that i especially like is just signing off with your initials i love it this is such a power move, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it is. I but do it's it all like the time. it's like a uh it's both it's a power move in how understated it is. <laughs> That's my pitch for just signing off with your emails. My their initials. My boss, um my former boss used to only sign off with her emails and I mm-hmm. thought it was so cool. Oh yeah. It's it, to me it was like like um sealing a letter like with yeah. your your wax seal with your family crest. <laughs> yeah. But with an email and you're like not sitting up straight at a desk and eating like a chip of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I cannot stand. 
Warm regards. That one is passive aggressive. <laughs> it is so passive aggressive. It's like, like how would you, how would you say warm regards if you were saying it out loud? Yes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like warm regards. You, it would never be said out loud. No, it wouldn't. The closest thing is like send so and so my regards, and even then, if someone says that to you, it's like who are you trying to impress? Yeah. Right now, so that's the same kind of thing as yeah. like. Um, as exclamation points, like you need to have a documented history of, mm. of like that has to be a bit uh-huh. for you to do it, I think. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, warm regards sucks. Warm regards is the worst. Uh, any like abbreviation, I think of a longer one. Yes. Like, I think all best, bad. stupid. All, all, Just all type best, the I think, is on here, right? Yeah. I think yes. So. Right. Yeah. All best, warmly. Warmly? <laughs> oh, dude, I got, I got, um, so I get a lot of um, really insane emails from people who like read my stories and think they're bad and Uh then you know send me threats yeah but i'm so glad you brought this up but continue okay good good. um so i got this one from this man who's uh his email is like this isn't it so don't email this i don't (laughs) this isn't i'm not like doxing him but his email was something along the lines of like tortured poet at hotmail or something god and he told me that my list was woefully incomplete because i did not include yours oh. and um that just because i was a millennial didn't mean that i could peddle my opinions as facts <laughs> and i mean like i mean this is my opinion but it's also like it's pretty lighthearted. yeah like, yeah i'm not <laughs> telling tortured poet how he should sign his emails so i usually i don't respond but i was in a bad mood so i i told him that um I was like, hello, tortured poet. Um, yours is only for Valentine's Day, but you might consider using woefully. <laughs> <laughs> woefully, woefully, tortured poet. <laughs> woefully yours. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely, all of my emails are now going to end with woefully. <laughs> to people I don't know, <laughs> like it's to set, family. You know, you want to set a tone, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So you, uh, my favorite one, uh, I was doing research, of course, and I knew you were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrote one. This is like halfway through last year. It was like uh, it was like 70 things millennials have ruined. Oh, yeah. it was like, but it yeah. was like a, comp- uh, a compilation of all these articles that are just like millennials uh, just killed J. Crew and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. All these things that they've been accused of killing, I mm-hmm. guess. So there's a show, there's a radio show in uh, in Nashville called the Woody and Jim show. <laughs> are you are do you know what I'm no. Okay. Okay. Oh God. This is what have they done? There's thing. Their their thing is called Ten Things Millennials Have Ruined, Including Sex, and it starts off with Chloe Bryan, a writer at Mashable.com, has claimed that millennials have murdered seventy things in America. Personally, we believe every generation trashes old things and brings in new ways to do stuff. Oh God. Woefully yours. Well, yeah. <laughs> this article, by the way, is it is uh, mostly gifts. <laughs> Sorry, gifs. We're already disagreeing on, on the pronunciation. This, this is a heated debate, but not is. not one that I care about. That no, much. definitely not. Definitely, but there's also like the, oh, it was, there was a couple things where like the owner, the, the guy who came up with them, oh, came out and said, yeah. "Actually, guys, it's gif." And I was like, "Get out of here!" Well, according to him, I think it's gif because oh, of really? like what it's something about. So what what people always tell me, they're always male. <laughs> They're always like, well, if you really look at the uh, the abbreviation, mm-hmm. and like I guess like the G 
is a hard G, so it would like technically be gift. Okay. But I I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? It's like it's, <laughs> you know what I uh, since we're talking about them, uh, reaction gifts or gifs in a text thread. Don't like them. Slows my phone down. Yeah. I can't. Don't like I em. I gotta. I got an old phone. Same. Yeah. I don't got all this space to just collect uh, to collect your fun office uh, references, everybody. Right. Well, yeah, it takes up a lot of phone storage. <laughs> it and does. then when I get that push notification that says I'm running out of storage, I mean, what's going to go first? Mm-hmm. My 800 selfies or <laughs> all your reaction shows? <laughs> that 800 selfies or the, uh, the <laughs> gif of Dwight fist pumping and going, <laughs> yes. The most enormous file on my phone is Jip of oh. Dwight Fisker. Oh, I think they're so bad. Because there's no it, there's no analog to like actual conversation. Like LOL is different because that is like it's you're simulating a laugh that you had in your life. Right. 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 But that is just like it's the same thing as saying, as the great Larry David would say, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> There, uh, the girl who sits next to me at work, who I love, um, never sends LOL like mm-hmm. on Gchat unless she has laughed. And this isn't like a policy oh, that I she see. has or anything, yeah. but I have just noticed that when she sends me LOL, she has laughed in real life. And I admire oh, wow. that so much. I was, she's a purist. She's a purist. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I'm a big LOL user, and I don't think that's a problem. No. Well, I think that it has kind of like taken on. A, a life yeah. of its own beyond yeah. the, the It's real something life people life. pretend to be mad. It's the kind of thing that like people uh, who, who think they're smart take up arms against where it's just like, well, you didn't actually laugh, did you? And it's yeah. like, you got me. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the genius, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you really <laughs> laughing your ass off? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. My favorite are when people get mad about literally still. Oh, yeah. It's like we're all, it's, it's, it's too late. It's too late. We're past it. I Everyone. get a lot of emails about that, too. Really? Yeah. People are mad that you say literally in articles when you don't mean it? or Mostly uh... just in tweets. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's like, it's like, fuck. It's like it's an extra emphasis. Right. You know, that's what it's used for. Right. You know. And you know, words change. Exactly. Language Any... is like a lava lamp. Completely. <laughs> Any linguist would tell you that if that's how people are using the word, that's what it means. Yeah. We're not, we're not here to be prescriptive. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of dummies. Yeah. In conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Let, look, let's get into it. Let's get into the internet etiquette. Okay. I want to run past the, I want to run a couple things past you here. Okay. Instagram. Throwback Thursday. Yay or nay? I like doing Throwback Thursday on days that aren't Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to still do TBT. Mm-hmm. But it has to be like Sunday. Yeah. Right. Sunday yeah. is actually the best day to post on Instagram if you want to maximize likes. Interesting. It's like Sunday mm. at like six or something when everyone is like extremely stressed and yeah. on their phones. You're just dreading the week ahead. Yeah. So if you want to capitalize on people's misery, oh. choose that time. Yeah. I, I like, look, the I was talking about this the other day with somebody where it's like, could you just, the the uh, the like vividness and clarity with which I can recall just the dread of going to school on a Monday morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like even in college, it's like, oh my God, I don't even have to get up that early tomorrow. And I'm still just like going out of my mind here. That was a very, I, I think that peaked for me in like ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. When I started like, 
you know, like in high school, you start like hanging out with your friends like all mm-hmm. weekend and like, you know, every, people start being able to drive. So it becomes this whole other thing. <laughs> and yeah, on Sunday night, I would be like, I had a great time at the dance party on Saturday and now I have to go back to school. Just like very offended <laughs> that I had to set foot in the, the public institution of education yes. that was giving me so much knowledge. For yeah, free. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. What was so bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Instagram stories. I know both of us, both of us use these pretty often. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're fun. I like them. I like looking at who looks at them. I do too. How do you think Instagram decides who comes up first when you, I, because there are some people who come up first on Mm -hmm. mine who like, I feel like I look at their profiles a lot, but I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't feel that they would look at mine with right. the same frequency so i'm like am i exposing myself here like i don't know what the algorithm is i don't know either i it has to be like how much attention you give their stuff has got to play into yeah. it a little bit because the one thing i've noticed is that people people i don't follow who follow me Ooh, <laughs> wow you're not you're not a follow back Usually I am. No, that's good. Usually it starts off as I will follow the person back and then after a comfortable length of time, just oh. quietly make my exit. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Is it a spineless move? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is um <laughs> distressing. Did you unfollow me? Um, no comment. Uh, no, oh of course my not. God. This will be the shortest show <laughs> yeah. Colby has ever yeah, recorded. Yeah, it's already over. <laughs> yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. Great. It's like people from my hometown who didn't yeah. bum me out. No, I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Yeah. I, I have noticed that um, on the subject of Instagram stories, mm. people are starting to like, okay, so you know how like when the Snapchat face filters came out yes. and there's this whole backlash of like, I hate when girls use the dog face filter. It sucks. Like, they're all basic. Like, it, I, who cares? Yeah. Um, the same thing is starting to happen with people who use Spotify screenshots on their Instagram stories. Like, I've seen a bunch Mm. of people on Twitter and stuff be like, so annoying that you did this. I don't care what you're listening to when you can, like, very quickly swipe past it. And yeah, you don't even, you can just tap. You don't even have to go through all the trouble. Yeah, you can just go. Although, I will say, I do notice sometimes. If someone watches like one panel of mine mm. and then exits the story. Oh, yeah. That happens kind of a lot. Well, because, you know, it tells you it, when you have more than one, it's like this has, was viewed by like such and such number of people. And the second one's like a little bit of a drop. And then I'm like, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I find out. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I have definitely done that. And uh, look, I'm not proud of it, but uh, it's how I spend time. <laughs> it's an investigation. It is. As a, a journalist. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm working. This is part of your field. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely keep track of that stuff for sure. Because it's like, it's a, and I know some people are just, just clicking through all of them, but I like mm-hmm. to think everybody seeks it out. They're like, oh, Cole's got a story. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So I think if you go through all of them, then it goes. So like I I left mine on once. Mm. Like I I left the room, but a story was playing. So it kept cycling through the next one and the next one. Um, But I think when you finish the the whole string of them, Mm. it goes on to um, people like recommended that you follow. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Which is weird because then they can see that you looked at it. So yeah. I left mine on for like two hours once. <laughs> Lord knows what I watched. But <laughs> but a lot of people got those views. Yeah. I bet they were pretty excited what, about it. Whatever I can do. <laughs> <laughs> 
904-351-0729 is our number. That's 904-351-0729. Uh, one other thing that drives me nuts about social media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Facebook telling me when my friends are going to events near me. Really? I really don't like it. Yeah. I would rather not know. I would rather not know that all these people got invited to a thing and I didn't. Is it like, oh, does that happen with like social events? Yeah. Usually for me, it's just like at the Brooklyn Museum, there's an exhibition. Oh, no. It's like it's like 17 friends are invited to this event near you. And I, I click on it. It's like a show that people are doing. I'm like, oh. Oh, I didn't know that it did that. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of rude of Facebook. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Well, great. We're right We're right on the same page. We we agree. <laughs> we have a caller on the line, Chloe. Yay. Caller, you're on the air with me and Chloe Bryan. Hey, Colby. <laughs> How's it going, bud? It's Tim Keck. How are you? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, uh, yo, I am out on Instagram stories. I don't like it. Oh, Not at all. I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't know. I didn't realize it, but apparently, I, I think I like looking at pictures for a little bit longer than Instagram stories uh, allow them to be up. Oh. I'm always so mad the whole time I'm flipping through. Anytime somebody takes a picture, an Instagram story of something interesting, I'm like, I end up going back and looking at it like a dozen times, <laughs> like some weirdo. <laughs> I will say that if someone's text caption is too long, that can be kind of frustrating. Yes. Like it, 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 goes away as soon as I uh, get halfway through the long thing. I follow someone who will post, like, a beautiful image, and then, like, you can tell from the image that it is nice to look at, but mm-hmm. then she'll circle every component of it and describe it, just in case you didn't know all the good components of it. <laughs> and then I go, like, I'm, I'm the same way. I go back and read all of them, and then I'm like, I didn't need to be told what this was. <laughs> like, I just saw it. But a picture, a picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> Right. So, like, I need more than two seconds to get through the thousand words these beautiful images are conveying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think they should be longer, too. I want them to last yeah. forever. <laughs> I want to live in an Instagram story. Wait, okay, here's an idea. Yeah. So what if there was, like... But then you can just post it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if there, if there, what if there was an Instagram story, but you could just post it, Permanently. <laughs> yeah, it's called it, it's called Instagram. I know, man. <laughs> so why why are people doing the story thing? That's why I hate the story thing. They've already got a platform that's great. I will say that why the, are they adding this? For a while, it, it didn't occur to me that the the difference between like what would end up in a story and what would end up just on the feed didn't make intuitive sense to me right away. Mm-hmm. But now, the story seems more conducive to like this is a fun little throwaway thing. Than, like, uh, uh, like the feed. Yeah, I would never post a Spotify screenshot. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. seems pretentious. But yeah. on the story, it seems great and uh, good and worth doing. Yeah. People mean. That's why it's inferior content. <laughs> inferior <laughs> content. Is taken. They'll, they'll be, it's, it's inferior content with an occasional beautiful photo that I'll want to see 12 times. And then there'll be a lot of like pic- like selfie videos of people walking outside talking about something that just happened. <laughs> it's like, man, do you that guy? Do you guys watch know, those with the audio on? Following them. Sometimes. I never I never have the audio on, but like I'll still watch them. Uh-huh. So like there I like I have a uh, Instagram like person I follow on Instagram who posts those walking videos all mm-hmm. the time and I watch all of them. 
And sometimes she like holds up an item and I'm like, oh, cool. She's got an apple. But I never watch them with the sound on. This is like a pathology. I, I feel bad about it as I say it. Like, this well, is time that I've wasted. Some, I will say this. Sometimes when people put the little icon in it that says sound on with the little speaker, I don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Well, sometimes the smallest acts of rebellion are the most potent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is, uh, th- yeah, this is the extent of my rebellion. <laughs> it's just like, I don't want to listen to your story. How about sound off? <laughs> oh, boy. I got to change something. <laughs> Start smoking cigarettes or something. <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like I need a better vice. This is, like, a boring vice. It is boring. I got to do yeah. something cooler. Yeah. Like, at least smoking is cool. Yeah. Let's get tattoos, Chloe. <laughs> okay. Let's go right this. Look, we're in Bushwick. We could get on this block. We could get a <laughs> we're tattoo. We're a stone's throw away from hundreds of That's tattoos. That's right. And they do it on the cheap, and it would hurt a lot. <laughs> Tim? Tattoos? Yeah, you're Yeah. Nay. Nay? Of course he said that. This guy's... Well... I don't know. I'm not against other people having them. I just don't care about anything. I'm not confident enough in anything to have it, like, permanently be a part of me. See, a lot of people say this, and I can't – and I, I have myself have said it before, and I can't tell if it is a uh, 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 genuine, like, moment of self-awareness or if it's just the fear talking. Tim. Um, I don't know. I just – if okay, if there was something I knew I would like that really resonated – like if I could just cut my hair once and then it would never – I would never have to worry about getting a haircut again, I would do that. <laughs> you know? I think I would too. So I guess if I could Same. tattoo something else on, that would be – that would somehow – I don't know. If there was a, a way to get around it, I, guess, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Well, I think you should worry about uh, uh, what you, you know. The thing that you should be worried about, Tim, is uh, once you get the first one, the floodgates being opened, and then you're just going back and back again. That's again. what I've heard happens, though. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have any tattoos, but people I know who have gotten them, mm-hmm. like it gives you some kind of, gives you the bug, the <laughs> fever. <laughs> you gotta do more. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would quickly go full sleeves. And just become that guy. Within a week. Really lean into it. Honestly. Yeah, within a week for sure. <laughs> I think sleeves look really cool. I think they look cool. They look so cool. All right, I'm going to get some. They look great. You got to have a lot of ideas, though, to get a See, sleeve. that's the thing. Yeah, I think I think I got to do, like, all the hits. I got to get, like, a skull and some, like, roses and uh, an anchor. <laughs> an anchor that says mom. Get a sleeve that's only anchors. <laughs> Various anchors. We'll put it up in the moment. <laughs> there's like the classic anchor, but then there's also like the anchors that they have on just like little speed posts that are just like a, <laughs> a block. The modern anchor. And then the ship's on like the back of my neck. And it's got all these anchors coming down my arms. I feel like whatever metaphor yeah, is there would be bad. Yeah. Down the I guess it could keep your shoulders down. You'd probably have good posture. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, this is great. Let's do it. We'll do it at uh, 11.05. Okay, great, great. Tim, we'll see you there. Yeah. Tim, I'll real be quick there. before you go, any Oscar predictions tonight? Yeah. Any Oscar predictions? Yeah. I predict that uh, I'll be I'll be pretty bored watching the Oscars. Oh, That's boo. Prediction. Oh, you're such a... I mean, whatever. Okay, Get Out should win, right? Get Out should yeah. obviously win. Yeah. There's nobody who's like, uh, but Shape of Water was so good. It's a bunch of movies people don't like 
but all like don't really get. So they're like, oh, this must mean something, and then get out. Which was Tim. a great movie that we all know means stuff and was popular. Please give me three movies from this last year that should have been nominated that weren't. I'm going to tell you one right okay. now. Okay. Fast Eight. Was okay. Fast Eight last year? It was, right? Yes. 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 Fast Fate of the Furious. 100% yeah. should have been nominated. Yeah, 27. All right. Look at that box office. We should go with the biggest box office of the year. <laughs> Those should be the nominees. All right. Enough of this. Best throw picture. Denzel Washington in a category for this movie that nobody saw. Denzel's the man. Nobody saw this movie. It is not training day. Why is he there? Oh, are you talking about Fences from last year? No, he did no, one. He's nominated, he's nominated this year for a movie oh. that nobody saw. What is it? It did like five million know. box office. And he just is like being paraded around these things. He looks miserable. <laughs> he doesn't seem happy to be at any he of these seemed, awards. He shows. has seemed very sleepy. Denzel lately. Washington. Oh, Roman J. Israel Esquire is the name of it. Yeah. Can, I think I. Who is that? Vaguely remember the trailer for that, where he plays like a lawyer in the 70s. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Right, probably right, somebody right, really important, right, right, but nobody saw the movie. No. Now, okay, so there's Tim a, Keck's, there's a Tim Keck's, phoning movie. Tim Keck's best picture so far, uh, uh, Get Out, uh, 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 Fast 8. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Bright by Max Landis. <laughs> yo, Bright was good. People were shitting on Bright like, yo, it's, uh, it's End of Watch with uh, magic in it. Who would not be into that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. What else? Give me one more. One more from last year. So fun. Uh, I can't think of any movies that I've seen. I pretty much only see Marvel movies. But now I got the movie pass, so I'm like, I think yeah. Itania was good. I liked Itania okay. a lot. Itania was good. But I think that should have been nominated for Best Picture. I agree. And it's it not, not up there. That it wasn't the, uh... nominated for Best Picture? No. no. What? I know, what man. What else was on? I don't even remember anything. I can't think of anything else. All right. I'm gonna, the Best Picture nominees are I don't as know follows. About any of they're, they're as follows. Call Me By Your Name. Darkest... Awa. Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Thread, <laughs> The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Nine. Ugh. <laughs> that about sums it up. How yeah. Many, how many of those movies did you want to see? I didn't want. I don't want to see any of those. Movies. I see. I wanted to see three billboards because I thought the trailer looked cool, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, it, my uh, money is gone. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Martin McDonough just—he and I might just not see eye to eye. Yeah, it has all like the mm. components of a good movie, yeah. but when they're all put together, the message is bad. Yes. <laughs> but I get why it's nominated. I, I get why yeah. it's there. I mean, Francis McDormand will probably win for it. Yeah, but I wish, I wish, um, Saoirse Ronan would. Me too. I love yeah. her. Lady Bird was she, the best. Lady Bird was so good. She is 23 years old, has been nominated for three Oscars. Yes, she rules. That's crazy. Tim, give it up for Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Yeah, Saoirse? she's very cool, but I have no interest in Lady Bird. Oh, stop it. <gasps> That's a really good movie. It's just like a... It's just a coming-of-age thing. I don't really like coming-of-age stories. They're yep. all uh, growing up in a world that I did not have, or it's better than mine, or I'm like, this is unrealistic, or whatever. I don't know. I just don't care. Like, seeing a kid grow up is not does not do it for me. Rob a bank. Close him <laughs> up. Uh, save the world. Okay, here's... He just Otherwise, wants to watch Point Break. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Here's we're going to fix Lady Bird with Tim Keck. Okay? First of all. At a heist. First, yes, I was just going to say, first of all. But isn't love the ultimate heist? Oh, Tim. No, it's not. It is not. <laughs> it's Counterpoint, not no. Close. We need a real heist. You can fall in love on the heist, but you're going to have to shove that shit down because the money's at stake and she or he is going to betray you. So she could. there could be a heist with um, Lady Bird's first boyfriend's mm-hmm. grandma's house. She and Timothy Chalamet could rob that house and then sell what they find and um, do something that they think is politically prescient with it that has no effects. Yeah. Yeah. That would work for the movie. Yeah. yeah. That worked for uh, whatever that movie was with uh, Captain Kirk that came out last year. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right. I'm going to look it up. Star Tim, Wars? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tim. What's that guy's name? Who's the handsome guy who plays uh, uh, Captain Kirk now? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Oh, he's one of the Chris's. Cowboy I can't movie. keep the Chris's straight. This movie was called Hell or High Water. Oh, that got nominated for Best Picture, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. It's nuts to me <laughs> that, <laughs> that that happened. I, like, made an active choice not to see that movie. Yeah. There were, like, two or three last year that I saw the trailer for, and I was like, "Yeah, I will not. Nope. You missed so much nothing. You missed Jeff Bridges doing yet another movie in which he's doing his, uh, like, true grit voice oh. to, uh, to, like, a, a baffling effect. <laughs> like... Remember L.A. or what R.I.P.D. What that movie <laughs> did with uh, another was... another Oscar snub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Tim? whole time they're playing cops, but they're also ghosts. That's layers, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You throw a heist into that movie. It's a layer. <laughs> there is more than one. <laughs> Tim, I had talked to you all morning, one. but uh. We gotta, we gotta start, we gotta start winding down. I know. Have a good night. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Stop that! Whenever. Don't act hurt. <laughs> Later, guys. Bye. Oh my god! Oh my god! This guy, drive me up a wall. This guy. <laughs> I mean, he made some good points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, R.I.P.D. was a snub. Yeah, that's true. 904-351-0729 is our number. If you want to call in, that's 904-351-0729. We have so much more to talk about, and we only have 15 minutes. Ah. Let's get into the Oscars. Okay. I want to hear some some crazy predictions. The Okay, so the Oscars race that is closest to my heart is the best original song. Okay. And I want... Sufjan Stevens to win for Call Me By Your Name mm-hmm. so badly it brings me physical pain. <laughs> like I, it, it will give me an ulcer by 6 p.m. today. And he did the sh- he he did it's Mystery of Love. Yes. is the name of the song. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually is not the best song that he did for the movie. Okay, but I feel like it's it's most accurately like the theme song of the movie the Uh other one is like extremely fucking depressing and it's (laughs) about like never seeing someone you love again so it's like maybe not chill enough to be a depressing song by sufjan stevens (laughs) i know there are there's uh some god references in it if you can imagine i bet there's like some weird uh uh, sexual language specifically about god yes yes interesting it's an interesting move from him he's good he's good we're just oh no i love i love him so much um he's performing that song tonight at the oscars with with saint vincent which will end my life i will not live i'm i'm live tweeting the broadcast for mashable Uh and when the song comes on I have told my colleagues that we will go dark <laughs> and I will die. 
So did you listen to her last uh, her last album? Yeah, I love it. I thought it was so good. It's so good. She is so good. The song uh, "Young Lover," which is for mm-hmm. sure about Cara Delevingne, like absolutely, um, has the best high note of the year in it, in my opinion. Oh, okay, cool. It's a great high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. It's really good. Uh, that whole that just top to bottom. I, I was just like, there's not a bad song on this on this album. There really isn't. Uh, it's incredible. She, I remember, I had uh, "Marry Me" her album, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I was in college, and just like this, that picture of her on the front of that thing, just looking right at you. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Uh, that'll be great. It is up against "Remember Me" from Coco. I didn't see Coco. I'm sure it's very nice. It's, but look, it's it's nice. I liked Coco a lot. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Was it? It was great. Like, uh, was it like a standard Pixar movie, or was it was it something more? It's all about the Day of the Dead uh, celebration mm-hmm. in uh, Mexico. So it's like this uh, this like little kid loves music uh, and like wants to learn how to play the guitar, but his family hates music because his, his grandfather uh, was like this this musician who ran away and, and abandoned the family. Uh, oh wow! So they jumped to hating music. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. all music must be bad. But so then he goes to like the land of the dead mm-hmm. in the through like the day of the dead celebration through some uh, magic uh, and like finds his grandpa and writes his family history. Oh nice! Uh, it's a very sweet movie. Just spoil the movie. Yeah. Well, no. But how does he do it? And who is his real grandpa? Well, I feel like that was more of a spoiler. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the movie, and every time a character appears, I'm gonna be like, "Could be his grandpa." That's the grandpa. Who's to say? <laughs> but I, I'm sure that I'm sure that song is nice. It's nice. Uh, um, and then the, I guess the other big one is the Greatest Showman, which I didn't see. Yeah, it, the movie is extremely bad, but I think that Oscars voters like big, like Broadway style uh-huh. songs. Any movie that's that's bad but is about show business. I feel like still gets a lot of yes. attention. Like, like what was that movie that uh, what Walter White did with Brian Cranston? It was like Dalton Trumbo. I think it's just called ago. Trumbo. It's called Trumbo. Yeah, I mean that that movie sucked. I, it did. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, I mean, like, I made fun of it a lot because of yeah. the name Trumbo, but like, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Just don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I think the big upset tonight is going to be Laurie Metcalf instead of. Uh, um, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. I would be into that. Yeah. Allison Janney was really good. And yeah. I thought I, Tanya was great. But I feel like Laurie Metcalf did more work. If yeah. that makes sense. I agree. She had, I feel like her, her performance was very nuanced. I agree. Yeah. I thought she was great. I thought she was really, really good. But I also love, I mean, Lady Bird is probably my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. So I have a heavy Lady Bird bias. Yeah. Did you see Phantom Thread? Yeah, I yeah, liked it. I liked it too. I feel like that is, I really, really liked the movie. Mm-hmm. And yet I can feel myself getting annoyed that it's, that people are like, that was actually the best movie of the year. Like Paul Thomas, like oh my, my guy. Isn't it funny how like, like, like cults of personality around people like that can change your opinion about yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I saw that movie with no, not only no knowledge of yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, but like his fans. <laughs> Then yeah. I think I would like it a lot more, but now I'm like bracing myself against yeah, it know. when I see it. It's like it's like when people are like, actually, I think uh, 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 um, what's a good example? Actually, my favorite band is Led Zeppelin. It's like, well, of course, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like, try. It's a safe choice, is what I'm saying. 
It's like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson actually, I think, made the best movie of the year. It's like, <laughs> Paul, a good director? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like it, though. I feel like it's it's kind of interesting that it's being embraced in the way it was because, like, I feel like in the scheme of his career, it'll get the inherent vice treatment where it's like an interesting minor work, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I liked it, though. It was I good. Like it. I didn't like it better than Lady Bird or Call Me By Your Name. Mm. Mm. Or Get Out. Yeah, I think Get Out's got to win. I think if, if, if I don't think it will. We have to set ourselves so up for disappointment. I don't think Three so Billboards either, is going to fucking win. You think so? You yeah. Think over Shape of Water? Yes. Oh, I interesting. Do. But I think if it doesn't, then Shape of Water will win. Let's but, go to Gold Derby and see what their <laughs> see what their prediction is. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Predicting the Oscars and reality TV. So, you know. Oh, see, when I looked earlier, uh, Shape of Water was the uh, favorite, and now it's been usurped by Three Billboards. Oh, my gosh. Three Billboards is now the 11 to 10 favorite. Did you see Shape of Water? Yeah. Okay, I have not. Okay. But I... I liked it. I... At least more than three billboards. Yeah. Well, that's not mm-hmm. Um, Truthfully, I did not see Shape of Water because I looked it up on... Um, I do this with a lot of horror movies, but I just... Did, this isn't a horror movie, but I just did it for fun. Uh-huh. On, like, the uh, Children's Guide to Movie Watching website because I, like, really hate jump scares. So yeah. I will look up a horror movie to see where the jump scares okay. are before okay, I see yeah. it. Um. And I looked up Shape of Water, and I was about to go see it in the theater, and the thing was like, grisly death of a cat. And I was like, not today. <laughs> and then I have not seen it. <laughs> so I know that happens. I don't think, you definitely don't see the cat get mauled. Really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not disappointed. I'm just like, I could have gone to see it. <laughs> it sounded a bit like you were disappointed. <laughs> That's not what I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, since you talked about horror movies, I want to bring this up in our last few minutes because I know you and I were both uh, fans of the new Twin Peaks from last year. Yes. Loved it a lot. I did too. Um, I, I forgave it a lot of things, but definitely. It, it paid off in the end. So I was I was talking about this on the air a couple weeks ago where it's just like, I loved it, but if someone asked me to recommend it, I could not in good conscience do it. Right. Well, you're you asking know? someone essentially to throw their life away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but it's just like you if with that with so much of that show, it's asking you to do a lot of work as an audience member mm-hmm. uh, or as a viewer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh so like I can understand completely not wanting to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know. I, That's my caveat. When I finished the the new episodes, I read a theory about it that like very like explained the whole mm-hmm. premise like very well and maybe we read the same one i wonder if we've talked about this already uh-huh. but um about like how the two dimensions like interplay with each other now of course like it's been three months since i watched it and i don't remember it at all <laughs> but i read it and i was like yes this is exactly what it is and like when i don't can i say what happens yeah, yeah. when like laura screams at the end that yeah. she's like breaking the like boundaries between the two mm-hmm. dimensions or whatever and I read that and I was like, yes, this is it. This is my favorite show. I will write a thesis about this outside of an academic environment. And yeah. then three days later, I was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just evaporated from my yeah. brain. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I think there's a lot. Some people just don't want to watch a show where there are theories about the ending. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I understand That's... that. But like, I love it. Yeah, I, I love, love it, it, too. I love I just, Oh, my God. And once you're in, once. You have yes. invested so much time in it. Once you have slogged through mm-hmm. Firewalk with me, yeah. and like 
have really, yeah. really gone for it. Then. Yeah, there are some very uh, uh, good moments in Firewalk with me. That is a very long movie. It is extremely long. Yeah, but I, I like all the all the dream sequences in Twin Peaks. I like. Yes. There's I, a sorry. Go ahead. Um, I don't remember. Oh, so that like actor that wouldn't come back for the revival. Um, the the man of what is it? The man in the other place. In the other place. The, the guy the, who who usually sits in the red room. The guy who dances. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. like wouldn't come back because he and David Lynch like apparently hate each other. Oh, They have like okay. a feud. Um. So they replaced him. I love that the choice was to replace him with like a tree with brains on it. Like, yeah, a, a natural conclusion. It's like, well, we've lost our best man. Time, someone make yeah. me a tree. Yeah, you've lost maybe <laughs> other than Kyle McLaughlin, the most iconic character in the whole show is yeah. that guy. <laughs> Just replace him with like a tree that buzzes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I love with that shit, though. Really bad CGI. Yeah. Or like, yeah. It's a tree with a brain who has one of Audrey Horn's lines from later in the season. They really did Audrey a disservice. I think so, too. They should have. Yeah. They should have done more with her. Yeah. I mean, she had a nice final scene and she did her dance, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it felt unfulfilled. Yes. I did really like the finale, though. I thought the yeah. finale, especially part seventeen, was uh, <laughs> uh, was very like it got me on an emotional level that a lot of that stuff does not. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a way to appreciate David Lynch that's like very uh, uh, like heady and like intellectual, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe less so on the the like moving emotional stuff. Yeah, but, well, so like that that episode, especially at the end when they go to the house and stuff, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like. I don't know, like swells in a way that is really moving and, oh. and it gives you chills. It's I love it. it's so frightening. Yeah, like I I because I watched that just like alone at night, no! like in the dark, you know, and uh, just like they're walking up to the house and it's like nighttime outside and they're just like you can just like hear the footsteps and they just keep looking up at the house and they're just kind of getting a little closer. And I was just like, what's gonna come out of the fucking house? <laughs> but then it never ends up being that though. Then nothing happens, yeah. and then a beat later, it's like there it is. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. I know. It is so scary. It's those are some of the only jump scares that I'll put up with. Right. Like I, yeah. there is a jump scare in Finding Nemo that makes me upset every yeah. time. But yeah. the Twin Peaks jump scares, I will, oh, I will condone. God, Twin Peaks and the first season of True Detective are maybe two of the scared, the most afraid I've been watching anything. I didn't watch the. I, I didn't watch the first season of True Detective. Well, it's waiting for you to go home and be scared. You know, you've <laughs> sold it pretty well. <laughs> You as someone who looks up movies on the kids' website before <laughs> seeing them would love the first season of True Detective. Oh, oh, God. Chloe, I feel like I could talk to you all morning, and yet we have to get out of the studio very soon. And yet. Four points of order to come in at 11 o'clock, and uh, I'll probably talk about the baseball preseason. I'm sure that's starting up. Opening day, March 29th. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Very nice to talk to you. Uh, and everybody else should come back next week where we will be here at the same time with guest Bob Volfov of The New Yorker and other impressive credits. (laughs) Did not prepare his bio yet, but he will be here. We'll be having a great time. It'll be a lot of fun. So be sure to tune in for that next week. In the meantime, you can find Chloe at Chloe Bryan on Twitter. With a Y. With a Y. You will not be disappointed. I have more than once, uh, after a few drinks, called Chloe a Twitter superstar to her face. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but uh, I stand by it here in the cold light of the morning. (laughs) 
Yeah, so Chloe Bryant on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Colby J. Smith on Twitter. And in the meantime, you can stick around for points of order. And I think we should go out. I think this is the only way to do it. We got to go out to a Carly Rae Jepsen song. <gasps> Yay! As soon as the ad uh, stops playing, it's going to come up. And, okay, we're good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks to Chloe for being here. Stick around for points of order. We will see you all soon.